Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's Book in the Territory Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 188 from September the 2nd, 1995. And again, this is Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today I'm sitting here with Doc, Bobby Blaze. Doc, you first. How you doing this morning, man? Well, I'm in the mood, man. We've been sitting here before the show uh, talking to Bobby about a opioid crisis and stealing copper wiring and spotty internet so i'm in the mood to go to the smoky mountains and hang out pal <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus I'm, I'm 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 feeling good man it's it's you know we've gotten a lot of great feedback about having bobby on the show you always get great feedback about having me on the show I, I think we're locked and loaded and good for another week of uh, exciting Smoky Mountain Wrestling the way I like it. You're a legend in your own mind. Bobby, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, hold on, Melody. Get your damn feet off the couch and get your shoes on. Get to scooting, bitch. This heating bill and this internet bill are not paying for themselves. Oh, you know, no. that's how I'm doing. I'm up here dealing with uh, little rats up here sometimes, you know, so uh, she better get the scooting over here. But yeah, I'm doing good other than some internet problems, but I'm back on. I'm glad to be back on Book of the Territory, guys. I appreciate it very much. Hope you've heard some good things. Uh, you know, maybe the ratings went up or maybe it went down. I don't know. But either way, thanks for having me back on the show. No problem, Bobby. It's the, Anytime. It's the same it's the same seventeen people that listen every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Doc, yeah. can you make your lie a little bit more believable? Uh, I don't know. What? Well, there's a lot more patrons than that, so just if you do the math oh. there, there's more than 17 people. I'm just saying. There's 423,374 listeners. There you go. That's much better. Um, so, All Doc, right. real quick, um, who scored the higher quality of rat? Would it be Bobby or Harper? I gotta think that the rat pool was bigger for Bobby. There, but here's the thing: I'm not gonna put him on blast here. I'm gonna let him tiptoe around this. But Bobby was was, I believe, married during some of his time. Some which, well, keyword. I was I was in Smoky Mountain for a year before I was married. Okay, okay, good. To and know, good to know. I'll I say good. this. We're we're in Johnson. I think that this week we're coming from Johnson City, Tennessee, if I'm not not mistaken. And that's one of the, it's a great little big city, I'm telling you. And it had probably some of the best rats ever in, in Johnson City, Tennessee, and some good hotel rates too. And a good <laughs> hotel won't tell. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you just get off the interstate, and there's a hotel not too far from the building, and uh, it was a good town, man. I'm just gonna say it. So you just exit and start banging. I got it. You exit and then you Pretty enter. Pretty much. Exit and then you enter. That's I got it. it. That's right, so, yeah. So here's how I'm going to diplomatic. This is how you answer a question without answering a question, Mike. I'm going to give everybody the, the secret behind how politicians do this shit so that you can start recognizing it as we are in political season. So I would say that early on, 
Bobby was lapping Harper's field with rats left and right. But in the last few years, Harper's made a big comeback, and now I'd give the, the recent raise of the hand to Harper. I mean, if you... If, if Harper, you Harper's... Um, so, so here's the thing. Bobby's got a really good advantage, like he said. The wrestling draw, the Smoky Mountains, the Southern women, and let's get it straight. If they got all their teeth, they're usually pretty hot in the South. <laughs> if the meth hasn't got to them yet. But Harper's got a built-in advantage that we've recently been discussing. He lives in a town where everybody comes to vacation and get wild. Oh, nice. And so he just sits there and picks off drunk women's that just want to get he's cherry picking them okay and have a story to tell you know you're on the phone right now with somebody who lived there for 29 years too and could ride their bike to the french quarter you do understand that right uh yeah but this isn't the uh but you like to make fun of the 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 quality that you know (laughs) the the little menace would uh assume the position with that that has everything to do with, that has everything to do with you and your twisty eye crisscross will make you jump jump look than anything else you did that to yourself okay all right um enough of this how about we get into the show doc i love wrestling i that's why i'm here fire on the mountain pal all right so once again uh this is episode 188 september 2nd 1995 doc we're getting to the end of this man it's uh we can see the it's like when you're working on that college degree that took me uh, 20 years to obtain. You can uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> so there's a light here, and it's coming. Uh, before we get started, we, we've got to we, well, we got to do this respectfully because it's not that we hate Smoky Mountain. It's just when you get towards the end of something that you've been working on for years, and the quality starts to dip at the end. It's kind of like, well, let's just hit the gas pedal and. You know, it's like it's like when my kid has a plate of vegetables he didn't want to eat. Well, it ain't gonna get go away just staring at it. Let's get started. Very, very true. So, uh, once again, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childress, Joe Ice. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. Um, we are again. This is episode one eighty eight, September second, nineteen ninety five. And Chip Kessler says. Uh, we are here at Fire on the Mountain 1995 from Johnson City, Tennessee. As you heard, Bobby kind of broke it down for us uh, just a second ago, talking about the quality of the uh, fine fillies there in uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, Les Thatcher and Chip Kessler, they welcome us back, and then they throw us to the first match, like immediately. No really, no real opening, I guess you'd call it. Um, we got Bob Armstrong versus Jim Cornette in a first blood match. Uh, I tell you what, I was going to go into my summary of it, but uh, I'll throw it to you, Doc, first. You tell us what you thought, and then I'll tell everybody kind of what everything goes down and uh, get Bobby's thoughts as well. Doc, you first. What you got? I thought if it's first blood, Corny's fat ass should just sit on Bob and then cut him. Why not? But on a serious note, Corny would be the first to say he's not really into sports. The pro, you know, the normal sports that we all three probably like. But we're watching him here on the video. Has there ever been anybody who bumps better? That was never trained. That was that you just couldn't do anything else sports related. Probably like I wouldn't trust him to shoot a, a free throw. Hit a hit a sixty mile an hour pitch, throw a football spiral, 
anything else. Yet he bumps around the ring, takes fantastic bumps. He's getting ready to come off the middle rope here. Oh, he kind of helped himself by leaning back a little bit there, it looked like. But still, he landed uh, ample butt first. He's just, we've talked about this before, but he takes some of the best bumps for a guy that you would think in all walks of life has two left feet. I'm going to tell you something, and nobody's going to agree with me. Corny walks with his feet, the way his feet are. He walks like Harper, or Harper walks like him. And and they're both uncoordinated. That's the funniest thing about that. Harper is very uncoordinated, and Corny's kind of uncoordinated too. But he can, but he but you're right. He that the way he bumps and the way he flails, it's the it's it's comical to me. It got me thinking. Does has anybody in the history of wrestling got more awesome looking bumps out of less to work with than Corny? Um. So there's that. And, you know, this goes back to the old, we're back to Bob and, and Corny. So, I, again, I've said I'm not as tired of this as you and Harper have been, but I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Uh, Bobby, what were your thoughts on this? Um, I was actually on comment on Cornette's bumps. Cornette's got a pretty damn good punch, too, by the way. He does. Um, he does. Now, he, th- he throws well, a really nice is, He has a really good, yeah. And then, um, but of course, Bullet doesn't sell it that much in this match, and that's pretty cool, too. But yeah, Corny's bumps are pretty damn good. I, I'll give you credit. I've noticed that, too. You know, it's been years since I've seen him taking bumps in the ring like we are where we're at right now, because he's been only the last couple, couple episodes. So it's pretty damn impressive. Um, the uh, the match itself, I, you know, it was, it was okay, but it, it was what it was, because I was like, uh, the Punisher's timing looked like it was off coming right in front of the referee. And I realized, oh, it's first blood. So it kind of changed that. You know, I wasn't I was like, what was he's like fronting himself right in front of Mark Curtis there. But then after a couple of times when he snuck over there and he didn't have to really sneak, he just could do it right in front of him. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. But yeah, um, it was, uh, I kind of I knew once they went into the ring, you know, what was going to happen. And I was like, okay, it's, this is where this is going. So um, yeah, I like the match overall. Um, what they showed of it is what needed to be showed for TV. You yeah. Know, they drag it out, but they didn't, you know, just enough. Just enough to where, you know, it shows Corny getting them punches in. Bullet kind of no showing them. Bullet giving the big punches for Corny to take the bumps. And then, of course, eventually both of them roll out of the ring. So, yeah, it's uh, a. Do you want to give anything out. away from there? No, no, it's key to point out. We, we, you're right, Bobby. We don't, we don't really see the whole match. I mean, we basically see from the part that Corny misses a leg drop onto onto Bullet Bob, and then Cornette rolls out of the ring, and Cornette is hiding under the ring, and then Armstrong also goes on. Bob Armstrong also goes under the ring to find Corny, and then Cornette eventually rolls out from under the ring and back into the ring, and and then Punisher is there too, but uh, he has something in his back pocket. He being Punisher as he comes from out under the ring and. And then once Armstrong finally rolls out from under the ring, he's busted wide open pretty bad right. because it's first blood. Cornette wins. Um, now Armstrong uh, attacks them both after and kind of you know gets gets his stuff in after. So we all know basically Bob got cheated here, but uh, you know it is what it is. So uh, I-, I thought it was fine for what it was. I did think as I watched this though, good lord, Harper would be so mad right now because he. <laughs> He, by the time he left this show and couldn't do it anymore because of the shoot job, 
he uh he was he was so tired of bob and and corny it wasn't funny so uh but no good stuff so now let's go to bob armstrong after the first blood match he's got a promo he's going to cut uh, regarding what went down and what may be in the future I want you to take a good look, Cornette, at what your Punisher did, because you know you don't pack the gear to do this. But your big man crawled under that ring and hit me with something, nuts, blackjack, something, but it opened me up pretty good. Now, first blood may have been yours, but second blood is going to be mine. You had your ace in the hole, but on September the 9th in Johnson City at Freedom Hall, brother, the Freedom Bell is going to ring because I'm bringing an ace of my own. And this time, Punisher, you're going to wish you'd never seen Johnson City, Tennessee, because you're going to look twice as bad as me, and that's pretty damn bad, ain't it? Come on down. I got something for you. Bullet Bob Armstrong, I want you to think back to your Marine training. I want you to figure out how to give a snappy salute, and then I want you to salute your fans goodbye. Because things didn't work out at Fire on the Mountain quite like you figured they were going to. Thanks to the most dangerous human walk on the face of the planet, the Punisher. At September night, at Freedom Hall in Johnson City, Bullet Bob Armstrong, first blood. You and the big man. The only way to win the match is to bust your opponent open and make him bleed. And that's his specialty. When I snap my fingers, he's here to do my bidding. He's at my beck and call to do just what his name implies to any enemy that I dictate, and that's to punish him. And believe me, Bob Armstrong, fear, intimidation, treachery, those may not be familiar emotions for you, but you're going to learn them firsthand September 9th at Freedom Hall in Johnson City because he, the Punisher, is going to punish you agonizingly, cruelly, without mercy until you bleed, Bob Armstrong, with every drop of Armstrong blood that I see. I'm going to laugh a thousand times for all the things you've done to me in the past. Finally got the man who can take the bullet out. <laughs> well, fans with... All right, Doc, your thoughts on Corny right there, Bob Armstrong, leading up to now what will be September 9th, uh, another match. Man, Bob was bloody, huh? What a visual that was. He got, I guess, underneath the ring... But man, he that it's in his eye, it's all dark. He looks I mean, that looks like he got savaged under the ring, which makes it even more real. And he's hot about it too. And then Corny's like, for every drop of blood you spill, I'm gonna laugh a thousand times, which, you know, that's kinda heavy math for the people in the area, but it's a it's a it's a good it's a good way to bring the point home. Just can't just can't stop yourself, huh? Gotta keep I'm just down. just just really telling the truth, that's all. Yeah, but when I tell the truth, you know, you get mad at me. So. When when does that happen? Uh, every week. <laughs> yeah. I've never told one lie on this show. You've told thousands. Thousands, okay. Yeah, I mean, your nose is so long, you don't even need a dick to screw abroad. Damn. What? <laughs> Pinocchio. All right. Yeah. I uh, thought Bullet's eye looked really good because it was really dark. It looked like some blood had pulled there when it first started. And that, and he was fired up with it, you know. I mean, he was legitimately fired up, and so with that, with his facial, and with the almost the old time Southern gospel preacher type mentality, but he's gonna whip someone's ass, you know. He's got to, you know, he's gonna have someone with them or surprise for them, you know. Soon, uh, he he's it looks it looks like a shoot, you know. That's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, then, of course, Cornette comes back with all his fancy words and, and uh, probably did speak over everyone else's head. I can see why everyone hates the guy, you know, on, on Johnson City because, you know, he's out there, once again, screwed Bullet Armstrong, one of the, you know, biggest baby faces ever. And, of course, now he's got a demand just, you know, at his beck and call. So, you know, they 
once again, they're thinking of another way to screw, you know, Bullet Bob, and then laugh at us, like you said, laugh at his uh, uh, tears, uh, blood, blood tears, or whatever it may be. He's going to laugh at them. So, yes, they both come off pretty good, fired up, like you're supposed to, because you know, once you leave the the ring, the emotion might come down a little bit when you have to cut the promo. But they they held the same energy like that. As soon as that took place, they interviewed them. They were spot on. You know, that's what it should be. So, yep. I am right there with you. I, I I'm. I'm a little tired of the feud like Harper, but I will agree that uh, it was the, for what it was, it was done well. And um, yeah, yeah, and I think uh, thinking back, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Bobby. I was just going to say I didn't realize how uh, I think it was. Two, I don't know how many episodes back I heard Harper saying a couple things because uh, when I'm not on a show, I do listen just so the fans know that, and I don't think you guys. I know Mike knows that, but um, I know he was get a little bit, you know, tired of his feud, um, and as you are now. But I think back then, too, I think the boys were kind of, I won't say necessarily tired of it, but it's like we're just, just driving for straws. You know, the the, the writing was kind of on the wall. Like the, the crew was limited, and uh, just some things were going on that I think, you know, this it is what it is. You know, be happy you got a job kind of thing. See you at the matches, you know, see you tomorrow night's booking or what have you. So um, I don't think anyone come right out and said, God, you know, I'm tired of this this feud or tired of corny doing this. The, something was mentioned a couple weeks back, though, and it's kind of true. Is like uh, I was actually listening as I was getting in my car, something about uh, Cornette being in every angle, you know, there at the end. And that, that's, that's kind of uh, being foreshadowed. That was about, what was that, three or four episodes back, I don't know. Um, it was right before I came on, so um, it's kind of true. It's like, uh, hell, what are you going to do, though, you know? Yeah. That was the that, crew we had. So I, well, I, I, I think that's the truth. And here's yeah, the thing. Doc, said, Doc that was you that said that. Yeah, but here's okay. the thing. I get, I get it. I mean, I'm commenting on this as the watcher, but if I'm corny, I get it. If my business is going down, I'm going to be the one that tries to save Yeah, that's business. what you were saying. I had my, I had it on, Doc, in the car. And, 18, um, 18 yeah, listeners, that, Mike. We got 18 listeners. I didn't know about <laughs> There you go. I didn't yeah, have I knew it count. before I came on a couple of weeks before that. And I was like, being there, I was like, hell yeah, that was Cornette. It was his money, his investment, his time. That was his baby. So hell yeah, you're going. You're not going to put that responsibility on anyone else. You know, he a good captain goes down the ship, so to say. You know, so he he he's ready to fucking do whatever it takes to try to make this thing work still. So I, I so I, I apologize. I thought it's hard for that was you, Doc. I said that. I think you're spot on what you're saying with that. So yeah, he's going to be at every angle. Um, his his fucking company, his money. You know, so yeah, that's anyway exactly what it is. That's that, that that's it. You you're you're the owner. So you trust yourself more than anyone. So you're just injecting right. yourself and everything you can to try to, you know, keep the sh- the, the ship afloat. And it, 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 well, I remember that episode, Doc. There was like ridiculous cornet fatigue on that episode. He just he would not go away. I mean, it, you know, forty eight minutes, and he was on there for for forty five of it. Imagine this, man. Though, man. He's gotten fat. He's stressed out. He's eating shitty he's up in the wwe i bet man his cholesterol was four thousand at this point Jesus! <laughs> imagine his blood pressure doc right now oh, oh off the charts his risk factors are amazing we're lucky to have him with us today he, yeah, well, he you know, I listened to his, i was gonna say his podcast uh maybe a year or so ago he gave a couple of days from uh from you know how he does does a thing where like he does something from you know, September 95, we'll say, since that's where we're at. Man, he was driving all these fucking, you know, ungodly 
routes back and forth between New York and Knoxville and, and then the other towns he was doing for them and then having to write for this show and write for that show and then making appearances. Uh, I, man, his stress level must have been off the fucking charts, man. And I don't even know how a guy was sleeping. So. Right. Bobby, was let me ask you a question as somebody who was in the locker room. Was he was he snapping a lot on the boys because of that? Because you know how you know how when you get irritable. I mean, we we've all you know all of us here are you know um, whether you know I mean you know we you wouldn't been married before. Doc and I are married, or you know we we've all we all have kids. You know how sometimes you're just stressed out and you may snap, and I don't say snap in a bad way, but just like you just blow off steam uh, your emotionally. Fuse, your, there's nights when your fuse gets short and you don't even know why, man. I had so, it last night. The kids were getting on my nerves and they didn't do right. anything. So was Corny? Yeah, did, Corny um, did you ever witness Corny like snapping on on the boys because of that? Uh, where, oh, where he really uh, didn't I mean, he didn't like. No, nah, he didn't actually, you know, snap, snap, but, you know, like cussing directly at someone. But, yeah, there was times, man, you know, that carried on TV. Uh, you know, I wanted to tell you real quickly, I had to work with uh, um, uh, Larry Santo, but the next na- next match was going to be Mike Furness uh, against Killer Kyle. Well, I didn't even know that, but right, I don't know why I did it, but right before I went up to the ring, uh, I told Larry, I said, just get on me since the bell rings and I'll go from there. And it was boom, 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 boom. Well, as soon as I come through to a corner, I was, Bobby, Faze, what the fuck are you thinking? He goes, you, you know a thousand fucking moves out there, and you have Larry Santo fucking, you, he could put you over a thousand different ways. And the next match, I got fucking, he's yelling right in front of me. He goes, I got poor fucking, uh, <laughs> um, fucking, what's his name? Now I'm getting ahead of myself there. Um, shit. Mike Furnace, who can't fucking do anything, work with mm. Kyle, and Kyle's got to fucking get a match out of his... And he goes, what was you... Now I got to change... He had, to, he had to actually skip a whole match to go get Mike and, Mike and Kyle and say, look, do something else, because that's what he had him doing, but I wasn't thinking. So it's my fault. But yeah, just little things like that, man, it just take, you know, because you're, you're fucking up his TV, you know, and I still to this day don't know why I done it. I was just like, I couldn't think of something to start with, and I said, hey, so I take my jacket off, get on me, and we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah, and then, um, of course, everyone knows the Horner shit. You know, I've seen him snap on him uh, back <laughs> when. Uh, and I'll just keep it at that. I'm not going to get it's not my, I'm not going to talk out of school on that. That's between them uh, because I've seen them. <laughs> they put off on each other a couple times, and, and you know who won that battle. But, uh, um, yeah, towards the end there, you know, no. Uh, uh, yeah, he snapped, but it wasn't directly. That's why I used myself on that one. That was that was my fault. But it, the, the little some things that weren't so big became really amplified, you know. And yeah. so uh, then, even with the last couple of shows that I did uh, prior to the shutting down, it was like actually he. I think it was like man, you just the stress was there. But also, it's like, man, we still got shows to do, and he kept it very professional. I remember one of the last nights that we spoke on, on, on a loop. And we was getting ready to, to tie things up for, I think we had like another probably four or five days off. And, uh, you know, he, he caught everyone in individually, talked to them. And now he kept it pretty professional. I, I don't know how, uh, because there was times he, you know, he had every right to go off. But, but when he went off, it was just more like amplified yelling in his head. Uh, uh, not to anyone in particular, you know, like he wanted things done that way. And that's the way it should have been done. And we were all grown men. So, you know, it wasn't like uh, he had to tell us every little fucking thing going on. We could, we knew what was going on, you know, just do your fucking job and, and, and don't worry about everyone else's, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, we weren't working, we weren't walking on eggshells or anything, but also we knew like, ah, fuck, uh, you know, one of those moods, 
Um, yeah. Everyone's tired. Everyone's fatigued. Uh, but his is probably amplified tenfold, you know, because of the responsibility he had, <laughs> plus the wear and tear he's putting on his body, you know. So. Yeah, we know Corny gets amped up, so uh, that's why I asked yeah, that question. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't shock me yeah. at all that, uh, you know, he, he sometimes say he it just went talks up, loud. Yeah, it went up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. It just went up a little bit, but rightfully so. Yeah, so. I got you. All right, well, we keep moving along in this week's episode, and we get to Ron Wright's special retirement ceremony from Johnson City. Uh, this whole thing is on this house mic, and honestly, the sound is mm. not really good, so... Uh, I, I don't want to play it because of that. <laughs> that's exactly how it sounded. Um, and I wanted to hear yeah. it. I wanted to hear it too. And I mean, you can kind of try to make it out, but it's not, not very good. We know how those house mics are. I mean, I, I've seen it a million yeah. times. They just, you cannot hear. It's not made for that. It's made, it's, it, you, you, you've got it. You've got the camera recording what's being what's coming through a microphone speaker, so it's not going to sound right because it's not made to come through that way. So anyway, long story short, Mr. Wright says a few words. We have his retirement ceremony, and at the end, uh, Ron Wright closes it by saying, "God bless you all," which is so southern. I loved it. And <laughs> Dirty White Boy, <laughs> Dirty White Boy grabs a mic and says his dream match would be against Ron Wright, and Dirty White Boy tells them to ring the bell. Dirty white boy, Tony Anthony, lays on his back, looks up at the lights, and he gets pinned by Mr. Wright, and we have a nice moment between the two. And to be honest, Doc, we've said this a few times on this show, uh, we, we always tell Mr. Wright goodbye, and then he seems to come back, but this really is the, this is it. Um, you know, Brother Ron... Uh, he's he's ridden off into the sunset a few times um, once as as an active participant as a manager. But now we've seen him a few times in a couple of segments. This is really it. Uh, Mr. Wright is gone. And good God almighty. Thank you for smoking for what you did in Smokey, because you are probably one of my favorite people in wrestling. You're not probably you are one of my favorite people in wrestling, Mr. Wright, for your time in Smokey. But, Doc, what did you have from this? Doc. What? I had he's a chewing. run in, dude. I know. We do this. At, we do this at seven thirty in the morning. People don't understand. You got kids in the other room trying to go to school. I'm trying to talk about classic wrestling, man. Look, I got <laughs> my. Nice. Look, I got my education. What do you want from me? Grow Figure up. it out. Figure it out, kid. Um, what was the question? I'm just gonna say, what did you have from the segment with uh, Ron Wright pinning Dirty White Boy and having a Ron one, Wright's one, out there for moment. his retire. Ron Wright's out there for his retirement, man. He looks like a guy who just, you know at the end of 37 years of dedicated service out in the warehouse, just came into the conference room for a, for a cake and a ceremony. And he's leaving later today and nobody's ever going to see him again at the shoot job, you know, (laughs) um, having the ladies, the old ladies out there was interesting. I had some jokes that I think I'll pass on. Uh, dirty white boy, certainly respectful laying down for the one, two, three. And I just wondered what they they proclaimed it Ron Wright Day. That sounds like a beautiful thing. I just wonder if everybody walks around town with a chisel popping each other upside the head. (laughs) I I need to celebrate that. Walking around town uh, swinging a chain above your head or something. I don't know. Giving a a chisel to the city instead of a key to the city. Yeah. I had a proclamation out there. That was pretty nice. You know, yeah, that, that's I pretty mean, good. And for and for him, you know, it's a little bit of a wink, wink. 
but for a guy like him who had created such mayhem and such just heat to leave like just standing there like a respectful old man thanking everybody and god blessing them it's just <laughs> it that has to be the end i mean the first year and a half of smoky mountain wrestling this dude is the mvp year and a half i don't know year okay okay well year i'll go with that the the poppable moments the moments where we were like jesus christ this guy's spitting fire <laughs> we're talking about episode three Dude, he, he, like, I think you said it on episode two. You were like, man, when I saw that old man, I knew I was hooked. He's like, oh, <laughs> the fish hook's been set. Because he's, he's in that goddamn it. wheelchair. He's like he, an invalid. He needs his hip and eye cataract replacement and yada, yada, yada. And me and you were both like, holy shit, this old man's got something. And we didn't even know who he was at that time. I mean, we knew because we heard Cornette talk about him, but we we right. hadn't seen him yet. And how many great moments with his ailments. And his and his upcoming surgeries and his gentleman wrestlers and his and then he got out of the chair. Just I mean they and Stone they didn't just cold worker. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, Bobby, you got any closing thoughts on Ron Wright this ceremony before we keep uh, going? Just such a legend, man, in, in Smoky Mountain wrestling, uh, but in, in the entire state of Tennessee and throughout the Southeast, um, and their stories are just legendary. I th I had two things. I, I, to be redundant, I want because I wrote them down. I thought it's pretty classy that that Tony laid down for him. That's pretty good, you know. Looking at the lights, one, two, three. I, that's that's pretty good because that 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 made Ron that had to make him feel good, you know. Thinking work, I always say, you know, uh, think shoot didn't work, and so you know for for him to do that, I thought it was a really classy moment. Uh, for Tony to do that for him because that it had to make Ron feel really good just to do that one more time in the ring. And then the other thing I caught, and, and I do it all the time if I've been thinking, and it's just one of those things like it's kind of a southern thing that Ron Wright, you know, biggest heel ever in the territory and 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 throughout the state, like I said, whatever. And he gets there, he goes, God bless y'all. You know, and I, I caught that too, and I popped, and I was like, let me, that is so, you know. Let me, just, it's just something that comes out sometimes. So let me help everybody here. If you're not Often, from the not you, for our thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners across the globe, if you're from the southern United States and you are you are interacting with someone from the South, and they say "bless your heart," that's I was not. Ready to say that. They're not telling you something good. That's like them looking down on you going, oh, that's like them patting you on the head. Like, oh, bless your heart. Dude, that and is, that hold on. I've pissed them off so much. I've pissed people off. They'll be telling me something. And this is when I go, well, bless your heart. And they look at me and I'm like, you stupid fucker. Dude, let me, <laughs> let me translate it. Let me translate it for the international audience. When somebody in the South tells somebody, oh, bless your heart. They basically just said, fuck you and the horse you ran in on, and I hope you die in the next 30 seconds. That's literally what <laughs> bless your heart means. But they're too polite to say it to your face, so they're just going to think it and say it the only way they know no. how. No, 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 yeah. no. It's not, it's not just they're too polite. They consider themselves 
church going or too Christian or whatever whatever denomination they are, so they consider themselves too holy to say fuck you and the horse you ran and rode in on What's and that? hope you die in the next thirty seconds. So they say bless your heart because that's the clean version because they want their mind to be clean. Now I'm yeah. having I'm having fun here, but I know some uh-uh. godly people who say bless your heart because they don't curse. What is the yeah. what is the thing from Kings of Comedy? Is it Steve Harvey when he found out for the first time that the grown folks in the church curse? But that's a thing, man. When you find out that the grown folks down at the church <laughs> have have a foul mouth, man, it's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the South is man. I'm from the South too. I don't sound like it like Bobby does, but and Mike and, and Harper. But Damn, I'm, Doc, bless what? your heart. Bless my said, bless heart. your heart. <laughs> but I'm from the South too. And it is a weird, weird place. And I say that with with a lot of affection and not wanting to live anywhere else on earth. This is a weird place. And I live in Texas. Mike and I live in Texas. Uh Kentucky's the South. Don't get that twisted. Uh shit, some people think Maryland is the South. But the southern United States is a weird place, man. Indeed it is. Because you will find some of the nicest people on earth, and then you will find some people that will fuck you up. <laughs> church going <laughs> folks at that. And they go to church the next day and not think about what they just did to you. Yeah. Bro. There you go. <laughs> See, it's like it's like the thing Buddy Landell says. When Buddy says be blessed and be a blessing, like that's actually a compliment, like. But then I've you you might have people who say that sarcastically too. Well, yeah, but then he's also in, in the same breath, without thinking about it, talking about busting out baby dolls' guts. That's exactly what. <laughs> that's a great thing. So you're right. On that episode he did with Colt years ago, he said, "Be blessed and be a blessing." At the end, but in the middle of the show, he's talking about how Dusty's mad because. Busting, you know, uh, baby got baby dolls guts out. He <laughs> he's talking about busting baby dolls guts out, and then at the end he's praising the Lord, <laughs> talking about being yep. blessed and being a blessing. There anyway, is, that, that, that is, summarizes that, the South well. That is the Southern continuum to a T, right there, brother. You ain't lying. Okay, uh, let's keep going. How's that sound, y'all? That sounds fantastic, my yeah. friend. Yeah, I know you're on a time clock today, Doc, so let's move along. Uh, so we get a uh, – where are we at? Oh, yeah, we, we're about to get Corny, uh, Tommy Rich, and the Punisher. So before they go to a promo with um, with uh, Tommy Rich, Cornette, and Punisher, uh, they show how Buddy lost to Shawn Michaels again and how Cornette caused the loss. And then Kessler also then throws it to highlights and a replay of Cornette uh, causing – Buddy, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title match against Brad that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on the replay? I know you hate replays, so I'm going to move right along because of that, unless you've got anything. Um, no. Uh, we're going to a corny promo here that had a, a great line. Yes, I agree. Um, Bobby, anything, <laughs> or, uh, or can I go to, uh, go to the promo? I wonder if Bobby's still there. Uh oh! What, what spectrum? <laughs> spectrum internet. Uh, um, I would just say, uh, do you want you had anything from the replay, or can I go to the promo? Oh, you cut out for a second. Yeah, go to the promo, please. I, I didn't have much off that either. I hate the damn highlights all the time. But yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so Bobby's on the same page as you, Doc, so I won't even ask any more about comments on highlights. We'll just go to the promo now for from Tommy Rich Corny and Punisher with Chip Kessel. Here it is. Do you have anything and else you want to show, huh? Well, we I'm... have a lot of tape showing General Cornette that really Buddy Landell isn't the culprit in all this. It's you. Where do you get off busting him down to Buck Private? Let me tell you something. I did bust Buddy Landell to Buck Private, and no, it's not my fault. I'm a general. He's made me look bad. It's Buddy Landell's excuses. That's exactly what it is. He's been making excuses his whole life out of his own feeble lips. You heard him come out here and say he used to... You know, a little bit. It's what happens when you drag somebody out of the gutter, you try to do him a favor. Now, personally, have I told you all the things I went through with him, dragging him up out of the gutter, getting him off all that stuff? Does he even know, does he even know that you have been busting him down to buck private? Does he know about that? Well, he, he might or might not. He'll find out about it. Hey, I don't care what he thinks when he does find out about it. The point is, Tommy Rich is my new top lieutenant. Buddy Landell's on probation. He's a buck private right now. He better quit the, you know what I mean? And Tommy Rich is a man whose example he could follow because Tommy Wildfire Rich is a former NWA world champion. He's never taken a drop of alcohol, has never touched this man's lips, so he assures me. And I'll guarantee you this, Jesus Brad Armstrong, Christ. that Smoky Mountain title is coming back to the militia and anybody else that stands in our way because now I have a man spearheading the forces that I can be proud of. And you know what it amounts to, the general, I've been watching a lot of this tape. Buddy Landell, he lost on his own. I don't know if it's you. Smoky Mountain, or the camera guys that put that stinking film together, but that was all a lie. And General, I promise you, Brad Armstrong, you got something we want. The General cuts me loose on you, or anybody else that gets in our way, y'all are going down with the militia, brother. Fans, I think we've heard enough of this, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Chips all right, enough. Doc. Doc, you said you had something from this. What do you have? Well... I think we've proven you to be a liar. <laughs> Corny's just your big story centered on all these pitchers of beer that Tommy Rich drank, but but we just got told by Jim Cornette that Tommy Rich has never had alcohol before. Yeah, I'm not letting you work me up into a lather this morning. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh man. There's I've always so much beer of Tommy Rich. <laughs> Come on. So there's um there's not a there's not a when Corny talks about Buddy, there's that shred of truth in it that makes it so good and so believable, even if it's wink, wink over the top. Mm-hmm. Because Buddy's Buddy's admitted to it in the last six weeks, so just I like that. Uh, Bobby, yeah. what do you have from it? I just I just popped big time when he said <laughs> alcohol's never touched his lips, <laughs> and so he tells me, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh come on, man. But no, I like how he played off the buddy thing because, like you said, Buddy's already told him he said this. You know, he he was man enough to come out to his demons and say this is, you know, something that cost me. You know, and it uh, we all know about that, and it's gonna come up again. But yeah, but <laughs> and then it was just that you know whole. Tommy never drank and this and that. The one thing that was good was, you know, he, he, he brings up and you have to, uh, because it comes up again too with, with the feud of Brad is, uh, he's a, you know, he's a world champion. He was a world champion, you know? So, uh, I, I like that, that part, you know, cause that's, that's, there's a reason that Tommy Rich is there, you know, at that point and he's, you know, but yeah, to never have a drink like that just popped me big time. And I thought Tommy's promo was okay. You know, he did typical Tommy Rich, you know, just come out and, you know, do his deal. So 
It's like a it's like a drug addict to tell you he's never been on drugs before, but I'll just leave it at that as we keep this show moving. I'm not going to say any other comments. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Best not I, to bring up those darkness and demons, you know, as shit happens, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, so so anyway, uh, I did have one other thing. I, I pop when they talk about knocking Buddy down to a buck private in the army, in the militia. I don't know why just being called a buck private does that. But anyway, we'll keep going. That, that are you are you 11? <laughs> it just popped me so much because Corny's, be, Corny's being so serious with the, he's a buck private. And then Chip Kessler's like, does he know he's a buck private? Well, kind of, <laughs> I guess, maybe, uh, sort of. Uh, so that just, that just popped me. So it was good. That was a good promo. I, I, I'll give all of them credit there. Good stuff. Um, okay. So after that, we get a replay of the thugs versus the heavenly bodies from the Super Bowl of wrestling when the heavenly bodies won so many great moments from there. If you were watching on the Patreon video just now where, you know, uh, Dr. Tom gets pile driven through the table, literally goes like through it. A hole is in the table and then corny, uh, ether and dirty white boy, just some really, really good stuff there. If you if look, it's worth rewatching. So we're not going to talk about it because we already talked about it at nauseum. But very very much worth rewatching if you've um, if you're for some reason listening to this and haven't seen it. Um, we then go to the Heavenly Bodies versus PG thirteen from the USWA with Lance Russell on the call. And Doc, I guess I'll throw it to you. Uh, your thoughts on on this thing um, with the I think the Heavenly Bodies end up uh, winning the um, the titles. Yeah, we got more Lance Russell here. Uh, which he always adds a, an air of legitimacy to the proceedings. Uh, good match. I thought these guys were getting after it in the ring for the little bit that we saw, and I liked it. Uh, I would ask that you go to 28-25 for the finish. 28-25. Well, we're almost there, so hold on. Let's go yeah. to 28-20. Here it is. Well, if Del Rey is going to do the rocket launcher, I feel like we need to enlist the Army to give it a name. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because like we called the his moonsault the poon salt, and yeah, right, right. So is yeah. the poon launch? Is it the poon launcher? Is it the scumbag sky drop? Is it the hillbilly cum drop? I don't know. Oh god! <laughs> but <sighs> but oh, I Jesus. just we'll we'll bring the army into this, maybe the Facebook group, and have them when Jimmy Del Rey does a rocket launcher, what should it be called? I agree. We'll see what they say on Twitter. Uh, Journey Cornette will probably come up with something pretty good on Twitter. And, and he might Facebook even, he might even put it in a damn poem. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, you're not lying. Okay. Hey, um, speaking of Tommy Rich, I, I forgot about this. Did y'all see he got him some teeth? You know, he was missing some teeth a while back. I, I'm not joking on this. I saw a picture of him last night with Tommy Dreamer on Twitter, and he had some teeth. He looked good. Here. He looked good, actually. I'm, I'm not. This is no bullshit. There's yeah, no he's joke. had he's had it for a while. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, I hadn't seen him in yeah, a while. Yeah, about a year or so at least. Okay, but he looked good. He, yeah. I mean, I'll be seeing him in a couple of weeks. I'll be sure to mention that to him, Doc. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's got to stick up for him on this show, and and I yeah. do respect the strap that he held for three or four days. And hey, hey, somebody say something about a bag of cocaine. Come on. It was a picture of him and Dreamer and somebody else and Rhino. Look, Doc, I appreciate you, Doc. I appreciate you. Give me a little shout out. Cause that other, other idiot you did show with with them cornrows in his head and shit. I mean, I ain't know what the kid was. You know, he come up and say, hey, man, my name Mike. Hey, 
I don't give a fuck what your name is. I was just playing with him. I couldn't tell. He had them, he had them twisted things in his head like them, like them thugs and gangsters do and stuff. Uh, he looked like a toy gangster or whatever, but I don't know. You know, uh, somebody say something about a bag of cocaine and a bottle of Jack Doc. I don't know, but I think it'd be funny that if we were sitting out on a back porch somewhere <clears throat> and it was the three of us and Tommy Rich. And Bobby. Usually, oh, you said three of us. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, the three of us and Tommy. Usually in the wrestling business, I'd be the odd man out. But in this scenario, you'd be the odd man out. And I can fit in real good just hanging out, drinking some beer, talking about some Leonard Skinner. You know, and, and I'd fit in. And, and you would be the outlier here. I like that. Okay. We ought to, uh, get, we ought to get Luke to book uh, Tommy Rich at, at Wildcat. Uh, you can go blow yourself. Um, Bobby, any thoughts on the Heavenly Bodies winning the USWA titles? Yeah, my thoughts were this. You all kind of, again, being redundant, apologize in advance, but it's good to hear Lance Russell's voice. I, I really appreciated that. You know, just, just the memories there from way back when, you know. I thought the match, I thought it was a very good-looking match. I liked all the false finishes and the saves. I thought that was really good, man. Um, and then, of course, the uh, racket to the back for the finish. And, uh, you know, now they're the USWA champions, too. So, yeah, I, I you know, four stars on that, man. A pretty damn good match. Uh, I just I enjoyed it for what we got too. to see of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I did, too. I, I, I really, really enjoyed the finish on it and things. It just was uh, – it was really good, man. These guys got out there. They worked hard. Uh, I, I just thought it was good. And the Heavenly Bodies are now the USWA champions, too. So stay tuned. Yeah. Um, see where things go. Okay. So then, right after that, we go to the Thugs versus the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, let me see if I can fast forward to it on the, there it is, on the Patreon video. tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you're not a patron, become one. Get access to 200 plus, actually more than that now, Patreon exclusive episodes, uh, including the video review versions of these that we do. Look at Jimmy Del Rey take that beautiful backdrop, Bobby. Oh, my God. From Tony Anthony. He got some height on that thing. All right. So oh, the, yeah. the, thug, the Thugs attack... The heavenly bodies with the uh, some huge pieces of wood and then just begin beating down the heavenly bodies. Uh, Del Rey is immediately busted open. Uh, just, I mean, just busted open. You know, the, the the one thing I didn't understand about this match, and maybe it's because I, I missed the stipulation, so y'all can help me. These guys were using stuff the entire match, like beating each other with uh, as we got into it. But the minute Corny brings out the racket, uh, Curtis calls for the bell. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, that's kind of what I had for you, it. Um, you know. Heavenly... Go ahead. What What you going to say, Doc? Everything was airtight back then, brother. Everything was airtight, brother. <laughs> um, Doc, your thoughts as the Heavenly Bodies win by DQ and the guys just continue brawling after? Yeah, it was a wild start. My note was, is two by fours from the beginning, the, 20, the 1995 equivalent of today's starting with super kicks? Uh, it's not because these guys have a personal issue and they're, they're ready to settle it. They're not going to wait. And today it's just, we're fighting and let's super kick, but you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Bobby's a big young bucks fan, right? Bobby. I say that sarcastic. Uh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, Let me give you some knowledge here. Let me give you some history real quick. okay? Okay. Um, real quick to this match. So I looked at these dates, the seventh, eighth and ninth. Okay. 1995. And this is facts. So 
I, I left Knoxville the night before, if I'm not mistaken, on that part. And I kept thinking, why wasn't I at Johnson City, Tennessee show, that show right there? And now I remember why, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because I was in Baltimore, Maryland, because um, on September the 5th of 1995, I was at the game that Cal Ripken Jr. broke, uh, tied Lou Gehrig's record for the most mm-hmm. games played. Hmm. Okay, I just want to put that in there, man. Yeah, I was there. And then the sixth is the day he broke it. I was actually uh, 2,131, 2131 games. I didn't have a ticket to that game, um, but I went down to the stadium and hung out all day in downtown Baltimore at the harbor. And uh, was watching shit all day. They had just festivities like crazy. And then the uh, and I had to go back. We watched it from my uh, my uncle's house at my grandmother and my uncle's house. We all watched it together. And then the seventh, I was supposed to be back in Louisa, Kentucky, which is only 30 minutes by my from my home. But I took an extra day and I didn't get back till late on the on the seventh. I couldn't have made the show. But that's why I wasn't on them shows. I thought, man, you know, 2130 and 2131, and it was like a 22 minute standing ovation, I think he got on ESPN or whatever they was playing a game one. But um, I kept thinking, why the fuck am I booking that? And I took my vacation around that time of the year every year at that, at that point. So um, I, I, I just thought that might be interesting. Some of you baseball uh, buffs out there, some history buffs, whatever, just kind of throwing it out there. I know it doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, but I was like, why the fuck, what on here? Then I realized the dates and, um, that's why. So Doc I got to I, uh, witness some history in the making, man. Doc and I and, uh, are admittedly fair weather baseball people, and I'll explain. Um, Doc and we've had this discussion off air many times. We're not like baseball fans, but when the Texas Rangers start doing good, and because I didn't have a baseball team growing up and living in Texas for a while now, uh, I've adopted them. Uh, we literally only get into it when it's playoff time if they make it, right, Doc? Yeah, no, I'm a bigger. Yeah, I'm fair weathered also. I'm a bigger uh, baseball back this time I loved it. Sorry. No, no, I'm a bigger baseball fan than you are. And this is right around this, the, you know, th- this was right around and before the strike. And so baseball was, was doing well yeah. at this point. And the strike really kind of sullied a lot of folks, the steroids then to get them back. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, I watched that game on TV myself, so uh, I know Mike yeah. was probably down in the French Quarter trying to fucking roofie some fat broad, but some <laughs> well, of us I were... thought something important to bring it up, because hey, I was like, why went... wasn't well, I on here? You I saw a... the towns, and I the date, and I was like, okay, that's why, and, I, and I've got uh, some souvenir stuff that I brought back from Baltimore, but, but I had family there, too, so I had already scheduled to be up there. Um, you know, like I said, I had tickets to the game. He tied it, uh, uh, you know, with my ex and, and my uncle, uh, well, two of my uncles actually. And then, like I said, the next day we hung out all day down at the Harbor. Just one of those things that, you know, okay. I, but I watched a lot of baseball back then. Um, you know, I went to Japan a couple of times, uh, uh, you know, read Kyle Ripken's book after the fact. And, you know, I've always been an Orioles fan. And, and so, yeah, just one of those, but I'm I'm really a fair weather baseball fan too. Now the last few years, it's just like if I catch a game, I catch a game. If I don't, I don't. So uh, just I don't know. I just want to throw it out there because I know the the, the match itself. You know, it just it's just a clusterfuck. You saw Road Dog come out there, Robert Gibson come out. Everyone come out there. Al Snow. You know, I mean, it, I I wrote just a clusterfuck. That's what I put at the end of it. Um, and and I put this down like. Uh, fucking Boo Bradley was out there. I was like, when the fuck's this guy going to leave? Mm. You know, I didn't, he's just there forever, <laughs> it seemed like. And uh, that referee, uh, Danny B, uh, man, that, that guy, 
he fucked up my spot with Dan Severn at the Super Bowl wrestling. I'll say that, man. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I've always, we had a spot at the very beginning of the match, and, and, and I was going to do a fireman carry and, and get the two count, and then Severn was going to do it to me. And the first time we did it, he couldn't get down. He got down and got like a one count. It kind of fucked our timing up a little bit. And I thought, you fucker, you, you know, get your ass moving. And I'm watching this match here. And I see him go across the ring. He takes out Mark Curtis. He's so fucking clumsy. Mark's over there trying to uh, break up something in a corner. And uh, someone throws him. Cornette throws him, I think, or Tom does. And, man, he fucking just, he took his wheels out from under him, man. I'm like, you clumsy fucker, you. But, yeah, that's a personal thing. So I just thought, yes, yeah, one big clusterfuck out there, man. So there's your baseball story. There's your clusterfuck story. Because I know we got just a couple more things to talk about before this one goes off the air. He so. took him out. Look how he took out right there. He does. Look at Watch Watch, watch it. Well, in his defense, he gets tossed into Mark Curtis, but I hear you. He, yeah, but you he controlled like, your body a little bit. Fuck. He just went flying into show, Mark show Curtis. It for me again. Show it for oh, me again. That's holy fuck. shit. <laughs> watch it, Bobby. Here it comes. Bloop. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I'm trying to hurt people. Clusterfuck moment of the week. That's 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 just great. Oh there you boy. Go. Oh man. Uh okay. That's the Javorski crank one off moment of the week. There you go, uh Chris Apita. Uh Doc, your thoughts, anything before we keep going? Man, Del Ray's head looks like it's having that time of the month. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I thought at some point Corny needed to bust out some ether. My other thought here was every time I see the the heavenly bodies, they're working their ass off. Yeah. And so, you know, I've heard Dr. Tom said they were different guys outside the ring and all that, but I also heard him recently say he respected the hell out of Del Rey and just they get after it when they're in there. And finally, <laughs> they got again, Bobby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Watch the ref. Bobby's talking about here. <laughs> Tony punches him. <laughs> Look at that. He flops back and takes a bump with all those people in the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm sorry. I just had to laugh the way he's flopping around. Um, so right, there is some insight right there, man. Fat ah, go fuck. Ahead. Can I? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Sure? Bobby has Bobby has uncorked the, the the bottle on me. Looking at this ref, and now I can't take my eyes off of him. Are you sure? Okay. That's what I'm screaming, Bobby. There you go. That's okay, right, go, go, go ahead, Doc. I'm so sorry. Well, the other thing here, and it gets lost over sometimes. Do <laughs> won't stay off his back. <laughs> he's flopping everywhere, man. <laughs> he's crawling on his hands and knees like he's been shot with a fucking twelve gauge right now. <sighs> All right, <laughs> go ahead, Doc. I can't stop laughing, man. I think I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I cannot stop laughing at this dude, and I'm playing Bobby Blaze. Holy shit! <laughs> that damn Bobby's fault, you know. I don't care. I'll take the watch him. Look, yeah, he's I, right I, I'm here. Like, what the fuck? He's breaking these guys up. Mark Curtis can, can at least stand up. Watch him fly back right here. <laughs> Tommy Rich even looks at him like, you fat fuck. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doc. I, I, I didn't mean to be rude. What do you have? 
I can't. No, I couldn't. I wasn't trying to be mean. I just couldn't stop laughing. Let's let's well, let's hit the promo. Okay, so after the match, the gigolo, it looks like he's had a tampon plastered to his face. Uh, we're backstage with Chip, Jimmy, and the Heavenly Bodies, and they're going to cut a promo. Here it is as we uh, go off air. Unbelievable brawl here at Fire on the Mountain at Freedom Hall, Johnson City. The Heavenly Bodies and the Thugs and General Cornette, I have to tell you, the Thugs still want to get their hands on your guy. The Thugs, what they need to do is they need to be put in jail. They need to be put in an insane asylum. Take a look at this man's head. Get a close-up on the camera. What kind of human being would do this to somebody? Damn. What kind of human being would bring deadly weapons into the ring? Bring lumber into the ring and attempt to murder somebody in front of thousands of people in Johnson City, Tennessee. But I'm going to tell you something, thugs. I want you to listen to me. I'm drunk with power because I've got the greatest tag team in the world back. And just like you did at the Super Bowl, you can play, make them bleed. You can hurt them. You can punish them. But you can't beat them. For the first time in history, double champions, Smoky Mountain Wrestling and the USWA. You can't stop us. We can't be beat. We can't be defeated. We can't be stopped. And I'm going to tell you this, thugs. You are going to be committed. I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to call a lawyer. I'm going to call the authorities. I'm going to see if I can press charges for attempted murder. But one way or the other, thugs, you need to be restrained. Because all you are, dirty white boy, and all you are, Tracy Smothers, is nothing but a couple of redneck, drunk pieces of trailer park trash. You kind of take me. Look at Robert Gibson. I gotta stop it. Doc, you first. Then we'll get Bobby as he talks about his friend Robert Gibson in his black underwear trying to break up a fight. Look at Robert Gibson. Jesus. He overshadowed everything done in this promo when he runs in barefoot with his black tight short uh, undies on. But what Brad the had fuck? his boxers on, but when Hoot, when I saw Hoot in those black undies, I that just <laughs> took away from it. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh man, that's pretty good. That's pretty. He good. looked like I don't he, know what he, he looked. Hey, well, I looked like he was about to service a rat. And Corny's like, no, 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 hold on, I need you to come in there. And he's like, ah. Yeah, got one run in. One more thing, Hoot. <laughs> Man, Del so, Ray. Yeah. Del Ray was a disaster. Look at him. That's a lot of blood on this episode because Bob was a disaster too. That that his head was a mess. That's a that's a that's a hell of a scene right there with his that we're looking at where he's busted. I mean, he's God. Do you know Jimmy Del Rey is always the the funny one? You know he's always having fun. He's, and acting he has goofy. that kind of everything. Kind of looks like it's just depressed. Like his everything's kind of hanging down. Like he looks like he's been fucked up. He is <laughs> man. Uh, I, I yeah, one thing, and then I'll get Bobby's thoughts, and then we'll uh, rate this thing and all that good stuff. Cornette said he was pressing charges for attempted murder. I, the ultimate irony in that is he's literally tried to murder people with an ether rag. So I, <laughs> why, you okay. bring, why you gotta bring up old shit? I agree, um, Bobby. Bobby, what'd you have from this other than Del Rey being busted open and and Hoot Robert Gibson in his black undies trying to break up the fight? 
No, uh, that was really about the couple things that stood out for me is because, you know, it's going off the air with, with uh, Tom selling the leg. But, yeah, Del Rey, I'll say this. The, the, the two workhorses of this episode from the matches from the USWA into this match here, uh, Tom and, and, and Del Rey, they got after it, man. And Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, he, you know, different person outside of ring, you know, always having a good time, what have you. But, man, in that ring, he just was busting his ass. It's like he had something to prove, you know what I'm saying? And so when he got juice, he really got juice. I mean, he's got the crimson match one right there you got that picture we're looking at so no it's just again one of those things that um it, it went off the air at the right time you know like okay here we go it for no, if nothing else it makes you want to tune back in next week okay what the hell happened in that locker room you know yeah. so uh, again it, whether you say well what the hell is robert gibson thinking <laughs> in his underwear but no it's, it's really the, the bigger picture is you know you're, you're left with tom uh, uh excuse me jimmy del rey uh, bust open bleeding uh and then J- Tom laid on the floor, you know, selling a fucking leg, like, okay, now the shit's, now the shit's on, you know. So uh, it, it, it drew us back for one more week, I'll say that, after this being a lot of highlight show. Because um, that's all I really had was this lot of highlight show. That's going to reflect my grade, probably. So. And if you think this week had a lot of highlights, oh. wait till next week. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to breeze through that puppy because of all the highlights. And... On that note, um, we, we need to do the Disability Checks and the Government Cheese Award. Before we do so, I want to remind everyone, please use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show. The show gets a little kickback in return from Amazon when you use that link. Go buy Bobby Blaze's books. My favorite is Pin Me, Pay Me, a great book. Bobby tells a lot of Smoky Mountain Wrestling stories in there, plus a ton of other stories. So make sure you pick up his book. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Um, Bobby, I'll let you plug a few more things once we get to the very end of the episode, too. Um, but, yeah, you can buy anything and everything on Amazon. So give that link to the wives, girlfriends, broads in your life, women, whoever you love, don't love. If you got a man, you know, give it to him, too. What? We don't care. Um tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Do your thing. Whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your boat, we really don't give a damn. Just be blessed and be a blessing to this world. All right. Um, we need to do disability checks. Um, Doc, you go first with uh, your disability checks. And I feel like... A... Go ahead. No, you feel like what? Let's see. Um, well, we're, we're about to... We're, we're, in, we're, we're entering the stage where we're literally about to fall off the cliff, so I'm anxious to see what you're going to give this thing. About to fall off the cliff is the key word because, in my opinion, we haven't fallen off the cliff. There was some good stuff in here, a lot of action, a lot of blood. I'm going to say 8.1. All right. Bobby, what you going to give it? I had an 8. See? Bobby gives it an 8. I like Smoky Mountain just 1.1 better than Bobby does, but we're all right in there. See? I will give it a B. B. Well, why can't you just follow the rules? And and that's the thing about you. You just can't follow the rules. Well, I had this way. Here's what I did. I wrote down a B and I wrote down an eight. So I didn't know who's going to go first. You were, you know, who Doc's going to say that one way, the other way. It, it, it's above average. I'll say that. You know, it that's is. How I like show. And that's why I said it's it's a B or an eight out of ten. That would be about equivalent to each other. You know, sure, no, sure. No, you know, it's it's okay. Mike's so, kind. Mike, oh God! Guy, you put that picture back up there again of uh, Putin's underwear. There's your uh, screen, there's your screenshot for the uh, episode yeah. upload this week. Yeah, dude, I, I'm about to. People are I'm gonna about, think this is a people are gonna think this is a gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, about, <laughs> I'm, 
I normally wait to post like video clips of the shows on Twitter. I'm I'm gonna post this one today. I can't no, wait, no. and I'm gonna well, say no. watch till the very end. No, I would prefer that you don't use that. We're gonna get flagged, dude. That looks like some kind of <laughs> triple team gay rape scene about to happen. Come on, Doc, grow up. God, that does kind of looks like something out of a prison scene. You know, you know what? The this is drop the, the soap. The Aryans, is, the Aryans are making a move on the new guy in the shower. This, I'm telling you. This uh, is yeah. the Stephen Javorski, Jose Corona, Josh Dunn, William Bozard, crank off moment of the week. Robert Gibson and black and black undies breaking up a fight between the heavenly bodies and the thugs. And on that note, <laughs> we need to do the government cheese award. Remember, I mentioned it earlier. Become a patron if you're not one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We put a lot of work into this show. Whenever you become a patron, it helps that out. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Um, Doc, who's your government cheese going to? Man, I really wanted to give it to some version of the Heavenly Bodies because of, as Bobby said, their their work, their contribution to the show. But I think we have to think about the whole body of work from episode three. Give me Ron Wright retirement ceremony riding off into the sunset brother ron the wrestling legend gentleman wrestler ron wright all right i think that's a good one bobby who are you gonna give yours to uh can i just give it to the heavenly body for what he busted her ass they honestly they just but they went balls to the wall on all those matches man and then you're a, you're a former um, smoky mountain heavyweight champion you can do whatever the fuck you want to do well, then I'm giving it to the fucking heavenly bodies in, okay? You, they they worked their asses off, man. Mike needs to follow the rules, but you can do what you want here. This is uh, Actually, okay. Bobby, I'm the one who said years ago on this show, there's nothing wrong with giving it to a tag team or an actual segment on an, on a show. So, like, if you thought a, a segment went so well, you could actually give it to that segment. So, you can – don't listen to this one over here because he <laughs> likes to – you know, bend things to his line of thinking. He's very hypocritical. So is there's that, nothing is wrong that you with giving to, it to the heavenly bodies. So I'm going to give it to the heavenly bodies too. Thank you very much. Is that Great back call, when you Bobby. wanted to give it to, to both the moon dogs that time? I never wanted to do that. So we will, What about the Bruce? Uh, what about the Bruce brothers? Oh my God, those two! <laughs> what an era of Smoky Mountain that I just those two just man. I don't. I, I'll, we'll get Bobby's thoughts on on those two one day, but I let's save it for next for week. We're gonna need it. Those two did nothing for me in Smokey, but that's just my opinion and how I feel. So, all right. So that is about gonna wrap things up for this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Recap, covering episode one eighty eight from September the second, nineteen ninety five. Shout out to. Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them and check them out. Also, uh, check out Mike Pru and JV's show, The Bottom Line Cast. They are our ECW reviewers on our Patreon feed, so check their show out as well as they cover the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is all I have. Hopefully, I'm not missing anything. Um, Bobby, if you don't... Oh, Bobby, I'm sorry. Plug your yes. Twitter and um, whatever plugs you got, and then hit the go-home queue and book it, bitch, for us. All right. Well, you know, hey, uh, the only social media I have currently right now is Twitter, and I'm at BobbyBlaze744. Um, appreciate being on the show. It's good to have all the fans that listen to this show. It's a great show. I, I'm a fan and a friend of the show, as you all know. So uh, book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>